Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Coming up today on KWTX at 4, we continue our Breast Cancer Awareness Month coverage with helpful information on how to talk to your family and kids about a diagnosis. And a celebration of Texas beef, beer, and wine is taking place in Central Texas this weekend. We're sharing the details up ahead. Plus, a life forever changed thanks to a Texas pastor who donated his kidney to a young woman. KWTX at 4 starts now. Thank you for being with us today at 4. I'm Lauren Westbrook alongside meteorologist Camille Hawksworth, and today is World Mental Health Day. Let's take care of ourselves. Camille, established in 1992, this is an international day to promote mental health education, awareness, and advocate against social stigmas surrounding mental health conditions. Yes, every year this theme has been... Um, a theme that has come up time and time again. And the theme for this year is Our Minds, Our Rights. The World Health Organization says that the theme is to recognize the importance of mental health being a universal human right. And of course, there are many ways to celebrate, like doing something to take care of yourself today. Lauren, is there something that you would do today to take care of your mental health, bring you some peace? Oh, I gotta say with the weather, get outside. Yes. That sunlight on your face. You stole mine. <laughs> I stole yours. Yes. I mean, that really does make me feel better, getting outside, walking my dog, just being with nature. Have you day. heard of grounding? No. Okay, this is like a thing that people are doing these days where they just go outside, they take their shoes off, and they put their feet, they literally ground themselves, they plant themselves on the earth, in the grass, get a little bit one-on-one -on -one with Mother Nature, Maybe that will help bring some yeah. mental health awareness and, and just being outside, like you said, and just grounding yourself, literally. <laughs> Feeling that grass between your toes yeah. and just absorbing that sunshine. It's a good thing, especially when we have the weather that we have right now, which you'll get into a little bit later. Right? Yes, yes. Thankfully, the weather is nice. <laughs> yes. On to our daily four. All right. You know, we talked about uh, Amazon's fall sales event, Big Prime deals is officially underway. The company is offering discounts to Amazon Prime subscribers on personal electronics, home appliances, clothing, toys, and other items. Places like Best Buy, Walmart, and Wayfair are also competing sales now. Best Buy is having a 48-hour flash sale on select electronics. Walmart has deals up to 60% off, and Wayfair has competing sales for 72 hours on home products. You know, Lauren, uh, I would say this is the perfect time for a little healthy competition uh, between these big giant retailers to do some of our holiday shopping. Yes, if you're planning right now, it really is a good time. I've tried to avoid it to not spend more money, but I've also tried to think ahead for some of my 
cousins and family members, like my younger cousins, I, I want to make sure that we get the best deals and get them some good stuff. Well, you're going to buy something for them anyways, right? Yeah. So just taking a little time to like sit down and be like, okay, what would they want? Mm -hmm. They'll probably still want that in three months time. <laughs> or get some of those extra little things when you have to go to a holiday party and don't yes. know what to bring and just stash it. Mm -hmm. Teacher gifts. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Oh, yes. Good ideas. Gifts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On to number two in our daily four. I feel like this is like retail therapy to actual therapy for yourself realizing that you feel uncomfortable calling in sick. It's bad enough, but employees in the U.S. feel so guilty about taking time off from work to recuperate. They often work through those illnesses. Maybe you can relate. According to a survey from Bamboo HR, nearly 90% of U.S. workers say they worked through sickness over the past 12 months. Not all workers in the U.S. are entitled to PTO from work. And in 2022, almost one quarter of private industry workers did not have paid sick time. That's according to the Bureau of Labor and Statistics. But even employees with allotted paid sick days are hesitant to use them when under the weather. Some more discoveries from the survey. Nearly 65% of workers say they experience stress, anxiety, guilt or fear when requesting sick time from their employer and 25% or one in four workers say they have been either pressured or explicitly asked to work while they've been sick. I talked to people with different companies, of course, and I think it's interesting. Some companies have the policy where you have to actually call that gives anxiety versus a text sure. or an email. Sure. What do you think? Well, you know, I sound sick, but I'm not sick. It's just allergies. Allergies are bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I think as, it's bad for both of us. Yeah, but as you say that too, I can definitely see how people would be hesitant. You don't one, you don't know how long sickness can be sometimes. So do you take off that that first day or will it be multiple days to do that? You don't want to get behind at work. I know a lot of people have a, a big workload and their daily tasks, and so taking time off could, like you said, create anxiety and yeah sure. just that human element of I, I gotta disappoint you I can't come in today and I have to let you down almost and so I can see some of those barriers as to why someone would call in sick or wouldn't want to call in right. sick or if you feel like you're the only person who can do a specific job that's, right that's really tough so 90% of people in the U.S. I guess you know work through that at your place of employment. Well, I'll tell you right now, if I start feeling bad, I'll take off. I don't okay. feel bad, I just sound a little bad right now. No, you sound good, Camille. I got a little your stuffy. Your coming back. I it know. is, it's there. That is like the silver lining is, I have a voice. That's the beautiful thing. I was sniffly this morning too, and my eyes were watering. So take your Zyrtec or whatever you take. I'm not giving yes. it an allergy medication advertisement. All right, on to number three in our daily four. This is kind of cool, five new sports considered for the 2028 Summer Olympic Games. They're going to be played in Los Angeles. The LA 2028 Olympic and Paralympic Organizing Committee proposed flag football, softball and baseball. Those are Believe it or in not, there? they're not yeah. in there. Lacrosse, squash and cricket. I'm also surprised cricket isn't in there. It's a historic sport. It's basically yeah. led to the creations of other sports. But anyway, flag football and squash have never been a part of Olympic competition. Cricket has appeared at the Olympics actually once in 1900. In Paris, lacrosse appeared at the Olympics in 1904 in St. Louis, Missouri. That was the, the World's Fair that year. I know that from my Missouri school history. Yes, your Missouri days. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and in 1908 in London. Baseball was introduced as a medal event at the 1992 Olympics in Barcelona. 
and softball was added in 1996 in Atlanta. I remember those 96 Atlanta games. That was so much fun. The International Olympic Committee's executive board will review the sports in Mumbai, India on October 16th. I think it's really interesting. We were talking to Van, who comes on to talk about pickleball. She said, mark my words, pickleball will be a sport that in the future because it's taken off so much. So we'll see. That is so funny you said that because I thought as you were listing off the sports that were going to be on there, I thought for sure pickleball was going to be the one added. But, you know, if we're already going backwards and saying flag football hasn't been added yet. Baseball. Baseball softball. hasn't been added yet. Yeah. yeah so I can kind of see where we're, we're working towards that. But I definitely would have thought that would have been on the list this year. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, on to number four in our daily four. Camille, it is October. It's getting chillier, thankfully. Yes, it is. And sweater weather is going to be upon us. We just have a little bit of a warm up before it gets here. And the warmer weather also um, is going to transition to cooler weather. And that means that the movies are spookier. Now, Lauren, yes. you and I have previously stated that we are not big on horror movies, but the, we have a couple of um, movies that are kid-friendly, Halloween movies. What do you like to see? I Halloween? know this has been controversial in the past couple of years, but I mean, I love Hocus Pocus. Yeah, Hocus Pocus. I think it's great. I grew up on that one. and dressed up as uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's character uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> for Halloween once. I think it's a lot of fun and that's probably, I don't have a lot of Halloween Yeah, movies. we watched The Great Pumpkin, the Charlie okay. Brown oh, one. Oh, I like that one too. That's a yes. good one, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so those aren't too spooky, but yeah. um, some of the ones that you mentioned and that I mentioned, they're on the list for the most search kids spooky films. And here are some others as well. We have the original Ghostbusters from 1984. That was just on the other day. Okay. I was searching through. Do you consider yes. that a spooky movie? And do you watch that around this time of year? I don't watch it, but yeah, I would consider that one. Yes, Scooby-Doo is on there. Um, E.T. is on there. Mm -hmm. I forget about that one all the time. The Nightmare Before Christmas. I know we've talked about that one on the show before as well. Um, this list kind of came out. The team at usdish.com published this report to see which of these classics movies were searched the most by state. And Lauren, what do you think was the most searched kid-friendly spooky movie in Texas? I'm looking at all of them now. Let me look. Don't take it down. Yeah, Coraline's I'm, on there. Casper, Beetlejuice, Hotel Transylvania. There's some that I need to I'm see. I'm going to go with my classic. I'm going to go with Hocus Pocus. Okay, Hocus Pocus. Well, let me tell you. It was... Adam's Family. Oh, it's been a while since I've watched that, but it's a classic. <laughs> and then with Wednesday coming out, yes, that makes sense. There's kind of that whole cultural phenomenon kind of around the Adam's Family that's right. kind of recircus or recircus, recircuited. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice to see that. I'll have to rewatch that one. And I still stand by my theory that The Nightmare Before Christmas is a Halloween movie. Oh, me too. Me yes. too. Yeah. There's a song. It says this is Halloween. Yeah, it was on the list. Yes. <laughs> moments, but for now, she's going to join me for this interview about Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We are in it and we are continuing our coverage here at KWTX at four with weekly discussions that spread awareness and understanding. Absolutely. When someone receives a cancer diagnosis, having a conversation with loved ones can definitely be difficult, especially if they're younger. Yes, and today we're getting some help to find those right words from Baylor Scott and White Health with Taylor Grace Freiberg, a palliative care child life specialist. Taylor Grace, we appreciate you being here and we've had you on before. Can you 
remind everyone what that means, your title, because it's a rather long title that means so much to families. Well, thank you for having us again. As child life specialists, we work with children whose loved ones are seriously ill, and we help navigate a medical situation through having conversations with the adults in their life, providing them with information about developmentally appropriate ways to talk to kids about serious illness. Absolutely. So why is it important to kind of sit down your loved ones and especially those that are younger children and have kind of that conversation about a diagnosis? So a diagnosis of serious illness like breast cancer is a diagnosis that's going to affect the entire family. And especially for young children, kids have vivid imaginations. And when we don't provide them with accurate information, they find the answers themselves. And sometimes they come up with those answers on their own. So in order for us to make sure that they're understanding, we want to give them that accurate information. I have a colleague who worked with a five-year-old little boy who came into the office after learning that his mom had breast cancer and he looked at my colleague and said my mom doesn't want to play with me anymore so they did a really great job of helping him understand breast cancer but they didn't talk about chemotherapy and how that is actually what's causing mom to be tired and not want to play um, so we help navigate those conversations and we find that it's important to give kids that information that little boy was five is there a right age to start talking to them about the diagnosis and what that means? Sure, we think that if they are of age to be able to understand that mom and dad are, there's a routine change or that something is going on, we encourage you to have those conversations with your kids and help them understand what's going on. So there really is no age. If they're asking questions, let's find ways to answer them. Yeah, you know, you wanna make them part of the family and yes. I think that really helps build trust with the parents and, and the child as well. And you know, that can be a difficult conversation to sit down a young child and have that. Are there do's and don'ts on how to have that conversation? So with young children, we encourage families to start with simple, concrete information and say the word, say the diagnosis, use breast cancer when you're talking to them. As child life specialists, we use the term big sick in reference to a serious illness and help them understand what a big sick is. It requires big medicine, the doctor's attention, sometimes a hospital stay. And we will compare that to a little sick, which is something that they've experienced before, like a cough or a cold or a stomach bug. We do this for two Two reasons. Number one, we want them to understand the severity of a serious illness. And two, we want to make sure that they don't think that by having a stomach bug or a cold, they also will have breast cancer too or any other serious illness. We've talked about the littles, but yes. what about the teenagers? How do those conversations go and I mean how do you recommend parents have those conversations with teenagers? So we recommend that they start basic and ask your teenagers what do you know about cancer because it's likely at their age they have a reference so they've maybe seen something in a movie or a book or have a friend that has been diagnosed with a cancer illness or breast cancer. So start with that, clear up their misconceptions, give them space to ask questions and especially with teenagers and any children who have access to the internet Make sure that you're sharing with them that it's important that they come to you with their questions and their concerns rather than go to the internet because we all know it's filled with lots of information but it's not always accurate. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about good things to do with young kids, with teenagers. Are there any certain phrases that anyone should avoid kind of when talking about a diagnosis with, with loved ones and children especially? 
With children especially, I think that validating just the difficulty of the situation is really important. So I wouldn't say that there's a specific phrase that comes to mind to avoid, but I think one of the things that we know as palliative care child life specialists that works really well is just your presence, being present with children who are experiencing a serious illness or with the patient who's going through it too. Um, we always try to fix it, but oftentimes we just need somebody to feel it with us. Yeah, that presence is so important. And on the other side, it can be difficult for loved ones to know what to say to a person who has been diagnosed with a disease like breast cancer. So do you have any advice for people on the other side of the conversation? I think, again, I would go with your presence means more than any words possibly could. Sit and listen and know that validating the difficulty of the situation means a lot to the people who are going through it. And being there to listen to their feelings and unpack their emotions is very helpful in the midst of a serious medical journey. Have you seen um, a specific instance where you saw joy um, with kids and, and their loved ones kind of navigating this together? Absolutely. We are so fortunate that families trust us and are willing to invite us into those sacred spaces. My colleagues and I have lots of stories. Um, I can think of many stories where when we do have those conversations and help adults navigate how to have the conversation with their children and tell them about a breast cancer diagnosis or another type of cancer or a serious illness, we find that kids cope well and they are empowered through that journey and they ask those questions and um, we see that they thrive throughout it. They are resilient little beings. <laughs> I mean, she would know with little. three of them <laughs> at home. Yes. They, they understand way more than we give them credit for. So I really appreciate you saying like just include them because I think that means yeah. the most to them and I think that will strengthen the relationship throughout the a difficult time for sure. I agree. <laughs> See those light bulbs go off and I've seen them go off in, in her children and how smart they are. It's yeah. it's really beautiful. So I love that message. How do child life specialists help families dealing with serious diseases or injuries that I guess we'll end on that note for people who aren't familiar with your profession. So as child life specialists, we work with families who have a loved one that is seriously ill or recently diagnosed with a serious illness. And our support is really for the children that these patients love. Um, we wanna help them have the conversations. Oftentimes we're giving parents or caregivers the words to go back and share with their children. Sometimes we're just guiding them through things to look out for as they receive that information. And um, we're grateful that we get the opportunity to do this. Um, we're philanthropically funded through Baylor Scott & White and again we're just so grateful that we can provide this support to the community and to the patients at Baylor. Oh, we're grateful you're here today. So grateful. Thank you for sharing <laughs> that message. I hope that it reached people at home. Taylor Grace, hope you have a wonderful week. If you want to look back on this interview to review the information that she gave us, we will post this on our website after the show on kwtx.com. Stay with us. If you are looking for something fun to do this weekend, the city of Cameron has you covered. I'm so excited about this. What is not to be excited about with steak, stein, and wine steak being you know, the meat, Stein, beer steins, wine, the wine. The one day event is jam packed with live music, high quality steaks, craft beer, and more. Joining us now to share more about Saturday's festival is Spring Yonke. She is the president of the Cameron Chamber of Commerce. Spring, you're invested in your community. I can tell just by our conversation before this interview. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. This is really exciting. This event is going on its sixth year now. So yes. can you share the background, how this started? 
I mean, I know you are a part of a restaurant in Cameron yeah, that yeah, specializes yeah. in steaks. For so. sure, yeah. We, I have a restaurant there in Cameron, my mom and I do, but uh, we're, I'm actually fairly new to the community. Uh, my parents were raised in the area, but we, my daughter and I relocated back uh, to the area from Houston. So okay. we've, we've immersed ourselves in, in Cameron and the culture. And the, the Steak, Stein and Wine event started in 2017. So as a new event, this is our sixth year. Uh, it was really intended to, to really showcase the local 44 farm steaks, um, which is a nationally recognized Black Angus beef um, company based right there out of Cameron. And then all of our beautiful downtown buildings. And we have a beautiful downtown. Um, a lot of revitalization has occurred in town. Six years ago, we had, I think, two small businesses down there. And, and this year, we have 12. And it's just a, a lovely um, courthouse and the square. And it's just a, it's it, it's just kind of a magical um, experience just to be there and have a fun day of full events. Anytime I've driven through there, the word I could use is charming. It's Absolutely. like straight out of a Hallmark movie, really, it like sure a Hallmark is. Christmas movie. It's kind of like our, May our Mayberry, if you will. There you go. <laughs> the partnership with 44 Farms is important to this event. How is that playing a part in what's coming up? Absolutely. So as I mentioned, 44 Farms is uh, it's become a nationally recognized uh, registered Black Angus beef brand. Um, and the, the quality of meat is just fantastic. And so we're lucky, lucky enough to have that, that company there locally, and it's, I think, the fifth generation um, owners. And uh, so they, they, they partner with us, to, and we, we get to serve their steaks. And this year we're doing a New York Strip, which is, you know, okay. we've done different right. ones, ribeyes and New York Strip. They have, and it's just high quality meat. It's, um, it's, it's something that I think Cameron's proud of and we're proud of. And, and people get a chance to taste it, and you know, actually, there's a retail store there. They can buy their own meats and everything. So it's really been a nice partnership to, to, to be part of part of that event. So great of a partnership that you have a celebrity chef that's interested in participating this Absolutely. year from a Netflix barbecue show. Can you tell us about this special sure, guest? Sure. Yeah, um, we're very excited to have celebrity chef Joey Victorian, a Victorian barbecue in Mart, Texas. And uh, he was on season two of uh, American Barbecue uh, Challenge. So he was in, I think it aired in May. So it was, it's, we're really excited to have him. He's, I think, you know, just a great cook and chef and uh, also just a great personality. So I know the, the state is starting with good product and it's going to be served in a way that people will love it. And we're excited about the steak, but there's so much more to this event. What else can people experience when they Absolutely. come out? Absolutely. So, um, you know, as, as in the name, steak, stein, and wine. So we've got some great um, wine and beer companies coming. Uh, we're luckily, lucky enough in Texas to have some local wineries really popping up, and two of which are in the Cameron area. So we've got Engetti Vineyards and also Triple C Winery. So they'll be um, there serving wine and their own wine and then also Texas wine. And um, we're gonna have Blue Bonnet uh, Brewing Company and then uh, Bold Republic as well. So also local brewers. Yeah. Um, so there's plenty of wine and beer to offer, but we'll also have, you know, something for everybody. And you say something for everyone with the alcohol there. Is yeah. this still family friendly? Oh, absolutely. Okay. That's my favorite part. I have a six year old. Okay. Uh, and she's she's she looks forward to it every year too. There's there's tons of activities. It's that's I think that's what's really um, charming about the town is that 
it's not only something for adults to do and you know have wine and steak and, and beer but also the kids get to run around and have fun and dance and listen to music and do other things. Yeah, that's a great a great time. You just mentioned some of the activities. They are there anything else for the kids yes. that you would like to promote? So we have uh, we'll have a bouncy house zone Fun. for the kids, and you know if you're ready to throw your hat in the rain, we'll have a a, a mechanical bowl. So okay, get ready, <laughs> so, Karina. Yeah. I'm calling out my producer. I think she needs to get out there. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, there's oodles of arts and crafts vendors. Things you know, things you can buy. You know, bring your pocketbook and buy some stuff for the kids. Uh, farmers market things. Um, there's an action art walk that's happening in in the downtown square as well. So if you're into art or if your kids want to do art, I think we'll we'll have an art zone for them. So it's I think there's uh, there's something for everyone, and um, you know we have museums around the town as well. And there's a soft opening for a new building coming yes, up. Yes. What's going on there? So uh, Old Town Cameron and Railroad Museum is um, actually moved to a new building downtown, and they're showcasing their their display it's a miniature version of Cameron from the 1940s wow. uh, with a running railroad through the display which is it's a really neat it's it's an, That's a neat beautiful. experience uh, in its previous location it was on the Texas bucket list Wow. Um, so okay. that, that was, uh, it, I'm looking forward to, to, to him being able to look at that myself, actually. <laughs> Go Cameron. We're going to mention my buddy Gordon Collier because oh, he's yes. part of the entertainment lineup. We're obviously rooting for him for you to go out and see Gordon, but any other artists you'd like to promote in that yeah. lineup? So we, we've got a, a whole host of live music. Um, we have KCUD band. We've got some gospel singers. We've got uh, just some local guys. Um, you know, picking up the guitar, playing. We've also got a DJ, so there'll be music of all kinds. You know, whatever your taste is—country or rock and roll, or um, maybe even some classic rock. Yeah, uh, I, I uh, felt like you liked the classic rock I a little bit. Classic <laughs> rock, yeah. Downtown Cameron this Saturday in the Square. Go Cameron, Texas. The fun all kicks off at 10 a.m. for steak, stein, and wine. Spring, we've loved your company. Thank you for being here and have an awesome time Thank this weekend. You for Appreciate it. Thank we'll you. be right back at four. This has been a Rogue Media Network production. <laughs>